वेलकम टू द इंडियन सिलिकॉन वैली पॉडकास्ट आई एम योर होस्ट जिवराज ऑन दिस पॉडकास्ट आई स्पीक विद सम अमेजिंग फाउंडर्स फ्रॉम द इंडियन वैली ट्राइंग टू डिराइव द मोस्ट प्रैक्टिकल इनसाइट्स टू बिल्डिंग अ स्टार्टअप इन इंडिया इन दिस एपिसोड आई स्पीक विद अप्रमया राधाकृष्णन करंटली द कोफाउंडर एंड सीईओ ऑफ टू एंड वोकल ऑल्सो द कोफाउंडर ऑफ टैक्सी फॉर शॉप व्हिच वाज एक्वायर्ड बाय ओला in 2015 for 200 million dollars quick shout out to shitit shah of 314 capital who my hosted for the 10th episode he was kind enough to extend an introduction and help set this episode up aprameya is this amazing curious dreamer who is such a treat to speak with a person who has perhaps seen it all as one may think education from iim amdabad founder by 30 exit by 35 and a serial entrepreneur by 40 in an ecosystem which is just getting started all of the above things are so true but the fondest quality about aprameya is his calmness ambition and drive to generate value aprameya personifies the indian silicon valley as we know it taxi for shaw was aprameya's first venture It disrupted the ride-sharing industry very early in its day. Eventually, four plus years into operations, it was bought by Ola in 2015. On to Coo and Vocal, which are two phenomenal platforms built for the expression and discovery of the Indian audience. Described by many as India's answer to Twitter. who became the best everyday app of 2020 by play store in only 8 months into launch at the same time vocal builds the indian human search as folks continue resorting to the platform with the multiple questions that they are curious about in the language of their choice to receive an answer from another trusted folk on the platform aprameya has years of experience under his belt one may imagine that he has built everything there is but he is just getting started which is what inspired me to theme the episode as every day is day one throughout the episode aprameya presents some great insights around exits in the ecosystem angel investing curiosity consumer insights building a community and hiring right let's dive in To the 25th episode of the Indian Silicon Valley podcast. Every day is day one with Aprameya Radhakrishna of Vocal and Coo and Taxi for Sure. Without further ado, I would like to welcome Mr. Aprameya Radhakrishnan on the show. Thank you so much, sir, for joining me. It's such a pleasure to host you. Thank you so much uh, for having me as well, Jibra. glad to hear that uh, almost every episode i'm excited due to some reason or the other but with you there's a special reason given that you know you're not just been in the industry since the beginning of it you've also had an exit under your belt and the best part is the fact that you know you're so perseverant yet so uh, you know to start off i love to understand what your definition of success is given that from the outside it may seem like an entrepreneur with an exit can have all of it sorted you know it's the dream come true but would love to understand what keeps you going on a daily basis and what's the you know uh, thing that you're chasing in the sense that that's what we're calling it success here so would love that definition before we can proceed hmm. so i think uh, you know for me personally uh, the number of people that you impact uh, is a measure of success right it's okay. it's not about the money it's not about anything else um you know with taxi for sure we could uh, impact uh, lives of uh, so many millions of drivers uh, so many tens of millions of uh, users right uh, so we we helped create uh, that ecosystem of ride hailing right so i think when uh, you know we started thinking about vocal like who uh, we we basically wanted to impact as many lives as possible and there is no better way than uh, you know with who for example uh, giving the power of expression for people who can't uh, express themselves or who have never expressed themselves on um, on the internet right so uh, showing them how to do it and showing them the power of doing it Uh, it's a very impactful thing, right? So, I think it's it's the scale of impact that is a measure of success. 
Right, right. Great cue for anybody building out there, I guess, because if you're measuring it through impact and not so, let's say, other materialistic gains, which may or may not be the output, uh, that'd be a great way to move forward. Wonderful to hear that and a great way to start the episode. Moving from there itself, you know, I'd like to shift a bit uh, on the Indian Silicon Valley as we're calling the show. So again, before we take a deep dive into your entrepreneurial journey and some practical things that we'll hear from you, it'll be interesting to hear from you as to what your uh, viewpoint of the valley in India has been, especially because you've been part of, you know, how the ecosystem has shaped and how it's been for the better part of the last decade. And as we enter a new decade as well, it'll be interesting to understand how you think uh, the valley in India is shifting and where do you see this headed? Mm-hmm. So when we started in uh, late 2010 uh, is when we thought of the idea. Um, so at that point in time, I think, you know, there were a few uh, success stories, uh, yeah. whether it is, uh, you know, Flipkart being built or, you know, Make My Trip Naukri already being there or, uh, you know, Redbus uh, having just, as in, I think they were in the middle of their journey. So uh, there were a few inspirational stories and the ecosystem hadn't evolved to think the way it is today, right? Uh, like, for example, if you take uh, the aspect of angel investing, uh, you know, I don't think we had so many options as uh, there are right now for angel investing. Right, uh, right now there there is you know more money than a good entrepreneur would want uh, in, at the angel stage. But uh, back then we 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 really had to uh, dig deep and uh, talk to a lot of people, and you know uh, even getting you know ten lakhs, twenty lakhs was a big thing. Right, so. Uh, right now, you know, uh, startups raise uh, a crore or two, uh, you know, very, very easily, right? Uh, so, but the cost of building startups have also gone up, uh, right? So, uh, that is made up for it in, in some sense. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, the ecosystem has evolved positively. Uh, people are out there to support ideas that are interesting, right? At the same time, on the other side, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, I think, as I said, the cost of building a startup has increased. Uh, the expectations from a startup have also increased, right? Uh, everybody who's joining, who joined us 10 years ago, you know, joined us with a pay cut uh, and uh, joined us for some amount of equity uh, in return to that pay cut. But today, people want equity, people want uh, 30% hike over their last salary. And people want uh, work-life balance and Saturday, Sundays off. And, you know, uh, so it's uh, the environment has also changed. Uh, uh, so the intent behind uh, joining a startup, I think, was very clear uh, in the early stages. Right now, you know, because of the kind of stories that are out there, uh, uh, you know, the, the intent to join a startup is to make some quick money as well. So while, you know, I said that there's easy, more easy access to money. I think also finding the right people to join your startup has also become uh, slightly more tricky. It's not difficult to find people to join you, but getting the right people to uh, identifying the right people has become tricky. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I think that's a great practical viewpoint to you know how the ecosystem has been shaping. And yeah, I guess you know when I was researching through. Uh, what you said in the past as well, hiring has been one aspect, which I'd like to take a deep dive later. But uh, stemming from your journey itself, you know, like, again, a lot of young entrepreneurs get daunted by the big numbers. And from the outside, it can seem like, you know, an exit worthy of 200 million is really big. And that's the dream. So on a very fundamental level, given that, you know, the target audience is such that, you know, we're targeting aspiring founders, would love to understand from you at the fundamental level how did you plan that exit and what were the if not repercussions or the results uh what what were your best learnings from that uh part of your journey when you exited uh taxi for sure hmm. so uh, as entrepreneurs we never planned the exit uh, right so we were also learning uh through our journey uh you know what what it is to build a startup uh what it is to you know, uh, go through different phases, right? So we were, so Taxi Visual was an on-the-job on the learning. Uh, 
uh, and it was a total of three and a half years where we were from going from zero to an exit. So we didn't have too much time to, you know, really think about what's happening around us. Uh, you know, the the market pulled us uh, in a certain way. Uh, the biggest learnings, uh, though, are, uh, you know, I think Taxi Pusher was a was a crazy level of product market fit. On one side. Uh, the drivers wanted more customers and the other side customers wanted more uh, access to cabs right uh, and we didn't have to do anything apart from solve all their problems in between right um, so i think uh, you will uh, as entrepreneurs you're always in search of the product market fit uh, you will know when you have product market you don't have to try too hard uh, on either side of the market uh, if you have product market fit right uh, customers will come to you supply will come to you uh, and you are in between you know just making sure that uh, they they're meeting each other right so i think you know uh, that is one big learning right uh, in terms of you know are you working on something that has a natural product market fit the more natural it is the bigger the company you can build right otherwise you're going to be spending years and years just finding product market fit right second is uh, you know when you have that kind of a product market fit uh, you know the one thing you should do is accelerate right uh, i think in in our journey we we kind of you know uh, did two things one is while we were growing aggressively we were also keeping an eye on profitability and unit economics and you know all of those things whereas our competitors uh, whether it's uber or ola they they said was i want to rule this market i want to be the only one i'm going to go after market share right so i think you know when you have such great product market fit it makes sense to actually go for market share first and then think of profitability right so it, it's different it's not a generic statement for every business uh, it is it definitely was true for uh, ride sharing it was true for uh, food delivery apps right so i think there are there are places where uh, this holds true vehemently uh, uh, especially post product market got it got it so the importance of pmf is being stressed upon i from what i can gather and that's a great cue from you know how we can build companies and how we can focus on what's important and the others i think other factors will follow great to hear yeah. that and you know moving from there into present time so vocal and ku have done extremely well so ku in the last 8 months you know play store rankings and that has been great but on a very fundamental level like i understand there have been multiple definitions of it right so uh, people are calling ku the answer of india to twitter then uh, vocal is the human research uh, the google of india in multiple forms so uh, what i'd like from you like before we dive into it further is a very you know plain explanation of the zero to one journey you know how did you conceive the idea? Yeah, what was the hypothesis behind it? What was the launch like, and what was the you know proof of concept? What was the feedback from the consumer? So, if you can probably you know take five minutes to understand the initial starting off journey better from idea to conceiving to launch, uh, that'd be very interesting to hear. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in in the case of both Coo uh, and Vocal, it 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 is the overall market that I that uh, you know I'm going after, right? So. um when you take the english speaking audience uh, the english speaking audience uses internet uh, for certain use cases one is searching for information other is uh, you know connecting with other people for whatever purpose it is right uh, professional friends uh, you know uh, use cases like tinder where you're uh, trying to find uh, mates for yourself so connecting with other people expressing oneself searching for knowledge and information these are some of the fundamental use cases of the internet you will do it in different uh, realms and different reasons uh, but this is what you use the internet for right when it comes to you know the broader audience which doesn't know english uh, they will also use the internet for the same reasons right but uh, if the products are not in their own language they are incapable of uh using it efficiently right if i force you to use a french app right uh, you will not you will not use it while you might feel the need for it but you will not use it 
right? Uh, so a simple translation will it help? In in the case of India, it doesn't because we have you know multiple languages. One difference between you know the way the English speaking Indian thinks and the language speaking Indian thinks is very very different, right? uh what impacts what conversations happen on a platform like twitter uh may or may not impact the lives of the farmers let's say right or uh somebody in a small town uh because they're not talking about what matters to the people on, on the ground so i think that is what we identified and we went after uh creating products for self expression for being able to find the information that you need and making available that information that you need right so vocal is the answer to information need where people can come and ask in voice and get other people answering them in voice right who is a platform of self expression right things that matter to the indian language speaking folks is what they come and express themselves on right and connect with other people who are in the same domain got it so from there itself you know so a lot of people are building for so there is this rush of startups that are coming up in the middle india segment right be it the merchants be it expression be it uh, news and there is this wave that is coming up and since you have already served a market which has been similar if not same what have been certain observations from your end when building for this consumer segment the segment which now has a usage and availability of internet availability of infrastructure to an extent that they are now coming on the mobile devices to an extent that was not available maybe let's say before 2015 so what is your hypothesis around the market in general apart from you know how you are building who and vocal hmm as in we started with the uh, availability of data and availability of uh, cheap smartphones right so that was the base of, of it all and that obviously with players like jio you know uh, contributing to the to the growth on that on that front uh, it has really helped a lot of startups think about use cases in this in this domain right uh, in this target segment so as in have have we you know kind of like let's let's take self expression right self expression means there has to be user generated content right it can't be produced content right produced content is like running a show mm-hmm. user generated content is when you know you've you've given a new meaning to self expression right so when you look at vocal and who what we are going after is user generated content right and that is the thesis behind which so the content that you will find on vocal and who you will hardly find anywhere else apart from these platforms right uh, and hence the val- value is created right and we will give them creation tools to make this uh, self expression through ugc possible right so each uh, company which is going after this segment will have a hypothesis like this you know some will say i will produce content some will say i will go after only businesses some will say i will uh, do ugc you know so that's those are the differences different people will go after different needs of the market right right fair enough um stepping from there if i may you know one point that i'm curious about vocal is the fact that since the answers that are generated if i get it correctly are also generated by the users itself right uh, what i would like to understand that in a democratized model where you know the answer the supply and demand is kind of based upon the users itself how scalable is it after a point in time because if the questions being asked are more than the amount of you know people answering then how does that get managed given that it's both you know connected on a, a user basis mm-hmm. so as in so far we've been able to uh, so it's not a synchronous promise right uh, uh, so on google you know the world's information is being made available on google right uh, in in the case of vocal you know local language content hasn't been produced at that kind of a scale right especially indian language content uh, so we we are going through a phase where where we've given the uh, questions being asked by india on a platter 
to people who want to contribute answers, right? Saying, oh, okay, I'm interested in politics. I'm interested in cricket. Uh, you can, as an answerer, you can come and choose those and you'll get questions on those, right? And when, whenever you're free, you, you keep contributing answers to the internet, right? In, in local language. And when you do that, right? You, you basically have uh, spent enough uh, time creating a bed of content, right? Uh, which is going to answer questions of India, right? So today we are more than 20 million monthly active users, uh, which are all coming through search, right? So, uh, you know, all of this is happening because of the kind of content the users have created on the platform, right? Uh, and that will keep happening. Uh, so we're we're in no hurry to, you know, uh, you know, accelerate uh, artificially uh, the answers that are being given, right? I want it to be natural because, you know, if you pay money or you do anything else, uh, the reason to answer becomes different. Uh, you know, you might not get the best answer, you know, various things. So you can't uh, play with, uh, you know, the emotions. Right. In a transaction company like a cab industry, okay, drivers are coming for money. So you want to accelerate the industry. You pay them money in, for some time and then they'll start behaving in a certain way. In, uh, you know, more social products like ours, uh, you can't tamper with the social behavior. Right. Uh, the reason to answer should be extremely true to the platform. Right. Uh, and hence, you can't pay money to certain folks and then withdraw the money at some point in time. Right. So. So we're very clear on, you know, keeping it fundamentally right. And uh, that's what we're doing. Got it. Got it. Just one more follow-up there. So from what I could gather there, and I think some folks have called it that earlier as well, the video Quora in, you know, multiple Indian languages as well. And not to generalize or stereotype or, you know, make a comparison. But in this scenario itself, how does the quality control and trust get established between uh, users on the platform itself, given that, you know, uh, multiple answers can come. So is there a filtering system? What's the internal uh, thesis like to ensure that the trust on the platform on the consumer end is maintained at all times? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we have different levels of answerers. There are experts in the field. There are organic answerers. Uh, you know, all of these guys come and, uh, you know, give answers to the questions on the platform. And uh, the order in which answers are shown for any question is, based on popularity, right? Uh, the answers which get the maximum like ratio uh, to the views they've gotten, uh, comment ratio uh, to the views they've gotten are the ones that come up on top, right? So it's a very democratic setup uh, at every uh, question answer level. Fair enough, fair enough. Fair, uh, moving from there, you know, so when I was speaking to Shitij and Quick shout out to Shitij for helping set this uh, recording up in the first place. But he was talking about how, you know, you have some insane insights about the consumer trends that are actually available in the heart of the country. And uh, obviously enough, given that, you know, there's so much data that is coming through all across and this data is very organic and natural in nature, which serves uh, real needs of the consumer segment. So if you had to probably, you know, tell our audience a couple of things about what the middle India is thinking about, what some consumer trends have been, how do they actually, you know, what is the behavior like and how from the end of an entrepreneur, you know, you stay true to the statement that consumer is the king. So how are you constantly building for them at each instant? Yeah, so on vocal, right, uh, the mood of the platform is to, you know, is, is self-development, right? Uh, most questions that we get is around how do I become a better human? What does that mean? Uh, we get questions around career, education, life uh, aspects, right? Uh, whether it's love or otherwise. It's about health. Uh, it's about general knowledge, which helps them crack some exams. So these are the, so it's, it's not about on vocal, uh, especially. It is about self-development, right? Uh, fewer questions on you know, what's happening in sports or politics and, you know, all the others are extremely low. It, you know, because we are, a, uh, we have multimedia answers, right? Uh, voice and video. The questions are um, more around self-development, right? And even in that, uh, for example, in career, uh, 
you know an english speaking uh, person would would ask questions around how do i become, how do i uh, go to the us for higher studies or uh, how do i do an mba in uh, outside india uh, but here it would be more you know how do i crack the upsc exam how do i crack railways exam or bank exams and so it is a lot more locally uh, driven right uh, uh, based on the career options that are there uh, so i think that is one example uh, right so uh, whereas on two right it is uh, it is all about what's happening around you every day so that way vocal and ku have a very nice little mix uh, one is you know uh, forever green content that is being produced uh, as answers to questions and questions being asked by india the other is what's on my mind today right uh, and what's the most important thing that i want to talk about so you know, i think uh, that's that's the power of you know knowing uh, what the voice of india is every day right right fair enough so you know you talk about how complimentary the products is but i want to talk a bit about you know how your journey has progressed like we didn't take a moment to probably you know reflect on an introduction of your journey which is pretty much self explanatory but the way i look at it you know whenever a young indian is looking at things you know you imagine let's say a premier b school a box that you take a, a premier indian company a box that you take since you worked at infosys you've had it a business then and you've also you know started up two companies now so what i'm essentially trying to say you know that how do you don like the donning of so many hats you're also an angel investor how has that helped you in you know let's say multitasking or being able to manage two high growth startups at the same time while being able to you know contribute otherwise as well as you do as an angel investor mentor to multiple startups uh, what's 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 that uh, secret sauce there uh well you know angel investment happens right like you're you're in the ecosystem you know you're you're going to end up meeting very good entrepreneurs uh, with great ideas uh, they're in the same place that you were 10 years ago um, you know the pains that they're going through and you really want to help get their idea to the light of day right uh, because you like the so i think it's a natural progression when you're part of the ecosystem and uh you've been fortunate enough to be part of some of the success stories that are out there right so i'm very happy to be able to contribute to others in in some way or other right so it's it's not really uh multitasking right uh, if somebody you know with a great idea requests for a meeting i will take it up it's it's probably a half an hour meeting uh you know on a weekend or something like that and uh, you know i'm it's it's also a stress buster or reliever for me right uh, you know instead of you know thinking of uh, the same business problems every day i get to now uh, share the dream of something else uh, for about half an hour every uh, every other week right so i think it's it's not a challenge uh, as such to multitask and uh, vocal and ku uh, basically are in the same domain it's the same team which works on both you know so you know uh distributing time between vocal and ku uh, is 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 much easier uh you know ku is our newborn baby so it gets a lot more attention uh vocal is growing well uh, as i said 20 million mau uh so that's going on its own path to hit 100 million mau in the like, next one year or so um so you know it's uh, it, it is what it is it's, you know if if i didn't do so many things i wouldn't know what to do otherwise uh, you will get consumed in other stuff otherwise <laughs> got it got it but it's great to see how naturally it comes to you and you know just the hustle is very evident and very natural so it doesn't come across as a burden on any or anything of that sort which is uh, very pleasant to see you know moving from there uh, and diving a bit into you know angel investments as we spoke about so just want to understand from the perspective of let's say a founder first and then maybe an angel uh, what are the yeah. benefits of having you know operators who understand the pain point or let's say have
had been through the same journey on your cap table how actively do you you know want to be with them and what's the balance like so when you are you know let's say setting up a cap table what should the ideal balance be for how many angels should be on board like i i'm sure there's no playbook and it'll vary from you know let's say startup to startup but from your experience what have been some of your observations and you know what's the ideal scenario again on a very fundamental level given that you know some aspiring founders might have let's say doubts around these pointers yeah so i think uh... the reason to have some angels on your cap table are, are so that you you get guided during your most challenging times right you know sometimes uh, the bigger institutions you know have seen so much happen that they see the writing on the wall and you know they they might write you off way before uh, you even try another another time to make it succeed right but an angel investor might have gone through uh, a personal journey uh, where you know they know that you know while an investor has multiple startups and they view it as okay some will fail some will succeed uh, but for a founder it is the only startup that he or she has right uh, so to be able to feel that emotion along with you and help you during tough times to you know take some call i think is very important right and uh, probably even tell you how to deal with you know the vcs on on the cap table or uh, you know how to raise more money or how to pivot you know it's it's very important to have that experience talk to you and guide you through some of the challenging places right uh, and apart from challenges it's on the you know purely positive uh, side it's 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 also you know how to teach you how to dream big right sometimes you don't know what you're sitting on right uh do you have somebody who can tell you boss what you have is great product market fit you should just accelerate like crazy right first time entrepreneurs might not realize that on their own right so to help dream big or to overcome challenges i think it's important to have some some angels who can, who has who have gone through those journeys enough number of times to be able to help got it got it fair enough and that's more of you know the lucid description that helps you know uh, bring in practical advice on the table why are angels for founders now going to the other perspective which is you know from the angel lens while you spoke about it a bit uh, all i'd like to understand is you know how do you uh, like uh, given that we sure that you have like great reputation but deal flow such as you know on academy topper and things like that and what's the experience like to be able to or time devotion while you said that you know it's not that much would love to understand that what are you evaluating for when you're looking at a company because i'm sure you keep getting requests especially at you know the juncture you are uh, and how do you decide that this is right uh, and about deal flow in general so uh, first level is do you like the entrepreneur uh, like meaning not because they're fun to hang out with that is definitely something you look for but not the reason you invest so do you like the entrepreneur meaning do you think the person is capable of navigating the complexities of a startup right uh, are they too rigid or can they be fluid about their journey right uh, the more fluid you are in the beginning the more success you will find right because you know that is uh, key and you know you you look for aspects of user you know do they are they obsessed with the user or not right you know if they're not obsessed with the user then it's you know it's it's basically a plain opportunity that they're going after but if they're obsessed with the user in the conversation the number of times user is mentioned and you know all of those things also i i keep a track of right uh, so i think the entrepreneur and the qualities to be fluid and user obsessed is one side now if you don't map that to the right market and the right market opportunity then you know a good entrepreneur will be wasting time right so the second aspect is of the market is the problem that they're solving uh, a problem that is solved uh, so, uh, you know uh, being faced by many right millions of people tens of millions or hundreds of millions of people that defines market size of the uh, of the problem right being faced and is their solution you know 10x better than the solution that is already there in the market right so that 
the entrepreneur doesn't have to sell hard to to the folks and there's a lot of word of mouth associated with uh, uh, associated with the startup right uh, so it's it's simple things like this you know, a good founder good market good solution you know if it comes together it will it just happen naturally you don't have to be you know a star to to uh, do a startup uh, okay. you just have to get this together and uh, that's that's when it happens got it got it so the combination and uh, you know being fluid and user user obsessed so a wonderful cues there moving further apramya to some of the concluding questions right one question that you know uh, we tried taking a poll and one question that almost everybody was obsessed by is regarding the exit so when do you know it's right right and i saw a couple of your interviews where you had mentioned that you know a large part of it was market force but uh, what was the thesis internally like right you know how do you know it's the right time uh, and how do you control that temptation because i'm sure that you know as an entrepreneur you set out to let's say build an institution that lasts uh, larger than life is beyond you with a higher purpose uh, so what was the internal thesis and how did you you know uh, conclude that this is the right time and that's when you left the reins to uh, ola let's say yeah so most of the time right uh, you know now that i you know get the opportunity to analyze after exit uh, and i've seen some other startups trying to exit or having exited most exits or good exits happen when you don't want to exit right uh, when you desperately want to exit you won't get a good exit right uh, so i think we were in a position like that where we didn't want to exit but it seemed like the right decision at that time given uh, you know we either had to raise half the money that we wanted to or sell to either uh, ola or uber right and we kept in mind uh you know stakeholders uh, our investors our employees in mind when when we took that call uh, and it was beyond ourselves right it, it wasn't like oh okay why should i sell you know you know we wanted to make this a much larger company stuff like that and we could have gone down that path but there would have been a risk now that we've seen the cap market play out there aren't too many players in a region right so there is a local player there is an uber uh, there are two players Uh, whether it's russia china uh, southeast asia or any other country so i think given that we we kind of think that we took the right call then uh, or maybe we wouldn't have seen a positive outcome uh, you know theoretically for you know all the stakeholders in, involved fair enough so moving further from there just one last question on the exit so from the ecosystem perspective how important are these exits or if not acquisitions you know we keep talking about and we had like a multi mega weekend for the us ecosystem where we had the airbnb doordash ipos so you know how important is it from a ecosystem perspective and how is it a you know a positive slash negative signal according to you what's what's the sentiment around exits in the ecosystem like for india at least see we we are a exam obsessed country right uh, after all the effort that you put you want to uh, get valued in some way you want to know whether the effort you put is valuable or not so i think uh, exits are are like that right you know for all the effort that you put created enough value that somebody else wants to buy or somebody else wants to fund you uh, to become bigger right so i think that's um, that's super important so that the ecosystem starts investing more only if you make money will you come back with more money to invest uh, you know you don't want to be a, in a place where you're putting in the money but you know you don't know where where things will be right so i think exits form a very important role in the ecosystem and most exits are happening because of in in the realm of uh, good exits are happening in the realm of wherever the market is hot right like in edtech edtech is super hot and uh white hat junior got bought out and you know an academy bought a bought a few uh, startups as well so it is important to cultivate the habit of winning in the ecosystem and uh, you know exits are uh, a sign of winning right for entrepreneurs and uh, when they feel like they won they come back and start again 
and that cycle is is great like you know you need second third time fourth time entrepreneurs you know coming back and using the lessons learnt learnt from the past into their new startups right uh, very very important right right so lessons learned from the past and i'll take a cue from there and you know continue so you spoken about you know how important hiring is for any organization and fundamentally we understand that and do you have any particular you know lessons in terms of you know how you went about the taxi for sure hiring versus how you cultivated the employees and are doing so with vocal and co especially because you know like one thing that i particularly stood out during my research was the fact that uh, a large chunk of the taxi for sure employees or the founding team and things like that went on to found you know ninja cart and that was that's like a great thing for the ecosystem and we see a lot of flipkart ex flipkart employees starting up companies as well so how important is it as a leader to be you know uh, cultivate that experience for the employees and particularly select them at first as well what's your playbook like for that as a founder Well, hiring is one of the most important and most difficult things to do, right? Uh, you know, no matter how much you hire, uh, you you tend to make your mistakes all all the time, and there is a certain hit rate, right? Um, so I think you know you can broadly bucket people into okay the the hires you make for your zero to one journey, the hires you make for your one to ten, and the hires you make for your ten to hundred, right? the number of 0 to 1 employees in india is super small right there are only that many people who can bring in the uh, so you know i i i define uh, you know at a broader level at a humanity level there are givers and takers right 0 to 1 players are givers right they're not expecting anything whatever comes great otherwise i'm here to give i'm here to contribute i'm here for the love as a cause now that attitude of people uh, because you're you know uh, running at such a high pace uh, you don't have the time and liberty to keep searching for only givers you you have to keep getting people on board uh, seeing whether they're givers or takers and then you know keep churning people out who are not fitting and keep getting people who are fitting right uh, so i think you know the pace at which you hire and uh, you know the formula that you have to identify certain certain people who have high energy for early stage startups is is what will help and uh, you know it's it's people like these who go on to form the next companies also right the mafia from each each company so in our case there there are a few companies which have been started ninja cart being an example you know it's it's great that you know uh, they've been able to kind of learn from their earlier journeys take those learnings and uh, put them into their own journey that's that's awesome and uh, that's that's what we need right as in the the more experience you have in uh, startups that have succeeded uh, the more the higher the probability that you will uh, have the chance of building building a successful startup yourself fair enough right so uh, you know in terms of hiring like synonymously to hire is you know culture right and we talk about culture all the time but practically speaking you know uh, how has you been able to establish that startup culture and what's the culture like at vocal in co given that you know these could potentially be companies that could go on to there's, there's a great potential if we you know draw parallels from how a facebook google or social networks or things like these have performed so well, what's your internal compass for setting the right a uh, base to begin with and follow it on and if you have any major learnings from you know your previous stint with taxi for sure in terms of culture culture yeah i think uh, you know the the culture of you know putting your best foot forward and uh, moving at a pace that most others won't uh, is is what uh, early stage startups should focus on right you know and not being bogged down by any number of failures you you take up 10 tasks you know three of them won't work seven of them work uh, you have the uh, attitude to focus on the seven and not brood over the three right and then from those seven you know you might have three super winners right and you will get there because you were able to try out the 10 experiments uh, in the shortest possible time right so 
I think, uh, you know, the culture of uh, moving fast, taking ownership, you know, I, I remember, you know, as an employee at Jones Bank Lassalle or you know, anywhere else, uh, you know, I would always subconsciously want to take away headache from my boss, right? You know, what do you want? I'll give you a little more than what you expected from me, right? That was natural. Like, you know, the, that is the way you work. But sometimes I feel that is lacking, right? So some employees can be an additional headache. Uh, you don't even feel like talking to them sometimes, or, you know, because they, they sap you out of your energy. So those are the wrong culture fits. The right culture fits are those who you love talking to. You want to spend more time. You want to give them more problems to solve. You want to brainstorm with them. You want to give more on their plate so that, you know, things are taken care of. Uh, so I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a match of personalities uh, one culture, a culture of one organization might not fit the other, uh, but, you know, can you, as advice to employees in uh, early stage startups, I think the one thing you should keep thinking of is how do I take away headache from the founder? The more you take away headaches from the founder, the more valuable you become. If you are a headache for the founder, you, you forget it as in your time is limited in the startup. <laughs> Wow, that's a great way to look at it. And you know, if, if everybody could look at that, so less headaches, more innovation, more value being generated, I guess. So wonderful to hear that. And one last question before, you know, we dwell into a last five, 10 minutes about you as a founder. So one thing that you coincidentally mentioned that, you know, it naturally came to you. And in one of your previous interviews, you mentioned that post IMA, you didn't take the typical, you know, let's say consulting job or whatever it could be without uh, the risk of sounding too, you know, stereotypical. But but uh, mm-hmm. you said that you mentioned that you took the road lesser known, right? The lesser known pathway, which is what entrepreneurship is. So what I'm trying to ask here is that, you know, how does one inculcate that spirit of, you know, uh, if not being a risk taker, being that uh, high performer that wants to explore unexplored territories and actually go on to define himself because you've shown this in the past as well and you've continued to for the better part of the last uh, 15 years, right? So just for young people, like 20-year-olds listening, like myself, uh, like without the advice, because that's something we leave at the end for, but how do you keep this uh, attitude or how do you inculcate this internal mental model of keeping the hustle going and exploring things that are non-known to you? Yeah, so I think, you know, there's this little bit of self-awareness that starts coming in, right? Are you are you a person who's extremely curious? One. Second, uh, are you a person who doesn't like structure, right? Are you a person who likes, you know, uh, for the, for a lack of a better word, the limelight? So you want to you want to shine. You wherever you go, you want you walk into a room, you want to be the person who grabs the attention, right? So there are some, all of these things that uh, you know about yourself, right? Like for example, you know, uh, as a kid, when I look back at some of the incidences from my my childhood, you know, you you always had a pen to write, but I, I, I one day sat and said, okay, I want to make my own pen, right? Uh, and I took a straw, I put some cotton in it, I took a nib from uh, another pen, uh, which was broken and I put it here and, you know, I filled ink from the other side of the straw and saw whether it wrote, right? It didn't write, but I wanted to make my own pen, right? During, uh, so my, my, I think uh, another incident was when my dad told me that he won't buy me a watch or something like that for some exam that I wanted to wear a watch for. So I said, uh, one day I will start my own watch company. So this was, you know, 12 year old me talking to my father, right? So I didn't know what a watch company was, nothing. But I said, you know, if you're not going to buy me a watch, I'm going to start my own company, which makes watches, right? Another incident where, uh, you know, we didn't, uh, we didn't have a ball to play cricket once. And, uh, you know, I told my friends, let's, uh, let's figure out uh, how how can so it was i think two rupees or something a, a ball back then so i said let's let's figure out how to make two rupees right uh, so we went to this medical store and said uh, you know those newspaper covers right 
how how much do we have to make to uh, get two rupees? So he he gave us some number. I don't remember. And then we went and made those covers. Went and sold it to him. Got two rupees and bought a ball. Right. So when when you look at these these kind of behaviors, you know you know that you you don't want to you you want your way one. Uh, you want to innovate. You know you want you want to stand out. You want to you have ideas. right when everybody else is sitting and saying i don't have a ball what do we do you try to make something out of it right so i think you understand yourself a lot better than anybody else everybody else thinks that you're like them unless you go and show that you're different right and uh, how are you different you know how you're different right and what the society typically does is uh, conforms you to them to a society right but unless you make the effort of showing how different you are it's very difficult we are as humanity uh we are obsessed with expression right what does that mean it, i don't mean twitter instagram only right that is one way of expression and we have we have uh, we've designed ku around expression but we're obsessed with expression some people will dance they will express through dance some people will sing some people will form startups to express themselves some people will do podcasts like you right so we are we are hungry to express who we are uh, to the world and the day the world figures out that this person who express in whatever way whether it's dance this that anything uh, is different and is adding value to this world uh, you shine my way of expressing is starting startups right i also in college i've sang in at in while working at infosys i was part of a band you know all of those things are part of my my way of expressing myself to the world right but my way of expressing myself to the world by forming startups is the best accepted by the world right so i think identifying which of your self expression is different from everybody else or is is unique is is something that adds value to the world is very important so for that self awareness going back in time understanding yourself you know then coming out and creating that path which is the least friction for you to sync with the rest of the world through your expression is the best way right uh, it can be anything it can be small big whatever it is but the day you find a sync with the rest of the world is when it's almost like you know uh, you'll be the happiest right when you're doing that wow this is i think one of the most spectacular snippets i've you know heard during any of my recordings because i mean these are such fundamental yet you know less spoken of traits while we grow up because you know uh, it's so mechanical in nature and that's why maybe you know starting up is a form of expression that is beyond others because we talk about you know following trends we want to be bracketed by society but the way you mentioned that you know that that differentiation factor and the curiosity that leads us and how you talk about self awareness is is spectacular thank you so much apramaya for that snippet i absolutely loved it uh next up i'd love to understand that you know so you are a two time founder now you advise startups you're an angel investor but how are you as a founder like you know are you the demanding boss are you the uh, i like to talk brainstorm with my team ideas are you the very friendly uh, you know not uh, a friendly boss so like you know just if not to generalize i'd love to understand what are some of your generic uh, you know traits in the workplace if you have any particular stories of you know how you have been as a founder or how you evolved as one as well because i'm sure from me let's say 2010 to coming to the close of 2020 20 now there have been multiple st- uh, things that you've seen through your journey so would love to know and you know maybe take uh, cues from your journey as a founder specifically yeah so as a as a founder i think you know uh, i am a dreamer right i i love dreaming and you know in terms of thoughts uh, i have i have just so many thoughts uh, i kind of erupt with thoughts and ideas and i keep talking to my either my co-founder or uh, my wife or you know my family and friends and you know 
I don't know what they think of me, but uh, you know, but I need to keep saying it out, right? And I think I have I have a close network of people who who understand my need to keep dreaming, keep thinking, keep you know, you know, expanding the realms of uh, what what can be done, right? Uh, so I think that is fundamentally who I am. I love that that side of entrepreneurship, right? With that comes you know you think of something you also have to execute it so when it comes to execution i think you know i depend uh, a lot on the quality of people who join me in my journey uh, because it doesn't come naturally for me to go and uh, yell at people and get things done and you know boss my way around and you know that's not me right uh, i like working with people who have a sense of ownership and you know who who understand uh, what we're trying to achieve and you know do it themselves right uh, while i'm there to guide i'm there to you know teach i i will execute myself uh, to whatever uh, extent is required to to just understand what we're building right uh, and then i would want somebody to take over the ownership of it right so i i team up with folks who are uh great at execution right uh, like mayank my, my co-founder is is really great at execution he has a different style of executing uh so we kind of you know sync well in terms of you know personality because we we think alike we execute different right so you need both the types of execution to come together right uh if i go by taxi for sure uh, i think you know i would call myself the person you would be able to come and speak anything to right uh, but the, the perception of taxi for sure has made it less likely that you know my employees come and speak to me at vocal and coo for whatever reason it's it's not me it's just a perception right uh, okay he's exited and he's successful so he must be a certain way so uh, you know i can't i can't go and sell myself as a person to be friendly with you know beyond a point but you know yeah. people who know me know me right so i think that's that's uh, how i am and you know uh, going back to my earlier point you are unique right uh, i've seen a lot of founders reading books about uh, steve jobs and trying to behave like steve jobs and was steve jobs never read and tried to behave like somebody else right uh, or the bezos didn't behave like somebody else they were inspired by stories but uh, don't behave like somebody else i think the more the more genuine you are about who you are and how you are the more you'll attract uh, folks you know you'd rather be a founder who other people try to emulate than be the founder who is known to be a Steve Jobs right, right. right? so i i belong in the category where you know i'd, I'd rather be known as apramaya whether i succeed or fail got it got it wow again the humility is almost overwhelming and i love the you know uh, if i would say down to earth approach but uh, the dreamer point and the differentiating point again very very spectacular and very fascinating to hear just a couple like uh, the second last question here you know like so uh, without getting to stereotypical again like uh, almost every guest that comes on the show has spoken about how the entrepreneurship pathway can be a lonely one especially since you've been at this for quite some time now you know the challenging environment that exists and given that you've had like you know let's say if we can call it a successful uh, stint earlier what have your learnings been through this phase like you know like when the going gets tough in the journey like it could be any one of the several reasons that exist it could be funding could be lack of user growth could be a team struggle could be anything how what is your coping mechanism right what do, what what gets you back into the game and what gets you know you know you know make you to make sense back again like if you have any cues out there so i go back to my strength right my strength is thinking of innovative solutions uh, my strength is hustling you know if you put me in a corner i will i will struggle i will get out of that corner right you can't as in i just i hate being in a corner so i will figure out a way to get out of that corner because 
that's that's not where i belong right so i think you you typically go to your strengths and i go to my strengths of innovating and hustling and you know going to my trusted folks uh, whether it's my co-founder or anybody else to talk to to get out of that situation right and uh, it is it is super important to know what your strengths are again so that you're not you're not getting out of the corner so for a typical entrepreneur everybody goes through these struggles and you're you're always going to be in a corner one one time or the other right but if you now uh, don't know how to get out of it right so one of the things that every entrepreneur should train themselves on is how to get out of a corner sticky corner right and each one's formula is different true and that formula is basically has to ride on their strengths right some people can talk their way out of it some people <laughs> can do something else so uh, i think understanding your strengths and uh, making it a habit uh, to get out of sticky situations is is very important for me it's uh, innovating and uh, hustling and uh, talking to folks that gets me out of corners got it got it so yeah again i realized that you know self awareness will again play a very important role in the journey it can't become mechanical as long as you are aware of yourself i think you could keep going back to what your strengths are great pointer there again uh finally you know so i typically like to end the episodes with the fact that i'm sure like again with your stellar career there can be a lot of lessons and beyond the scope of entrepreneurship if you had like you know, qualitative like without getting preachy and i mentioned this as a disclaimer but qualitative life lessons right because i mean like you've had a stellar career then uh, you know there've been so many instances i can go on and on and it be an uh, understatement if i go on to summarize your career and it's going to be an even greater one because i'm sure that you know the way you and vocal are uh, going about there's there's so much that lies ahead but in your experience uh, what has your been you know greatest learnings that you'd like to pass on to the younger generation if you may it be lovely to hear and in the episode on that note up from you yeah i think it's very important to it's it's based on uh, you know my own uh, learning uh, from taxi for sure and what we're running at vocal and co when we started taxi for sure we didn't know how we'll make money you know we we started and the only thing that i was obsessed with was uh, giving a great ride to the user so you you identify the unit emotion of your business right which is if i have great rides everything else is sorted right uh, at vocal it's the same like if i can give the right answer from the right person for every question it's sorted for ku if you express yourself can that voice meet uh, other people who are interested in that uh, domain right it's sorted so can you can you identify the unit level experience and be obsessed over right i think if you if you can do that you will eventually find success i think that success uh, can be of various types uh, money is one of them and it's the most uh, important thing in the world so that uh, you can stop thinking about it so the the reason to earn money is so that you can stop thinking about wanting money right so as soon as you stop thinking about wanting money you can actually you know uh, get into the self expression mode of you know telling the world who you are so i think that is very important like you know i see a lot of entrepreneurs who who don't know why they're building a startup or they look at it as a business opportunity they look at it as a so the the playbook can never be valuation the valuation follows a person who's obsessed about unit experiences so finding finding a unit experience that is that you truly believe that is worth solving is is your first you know challenge after you find it being obsessed over it till you succeed is the second got it got it so again following the core of entrepreneurship that is you know solving the use case for the user and being obsessed about it that's an absolutely amazing way to end the episode 
thank you so so much for being on the show apramaya it has been such an honor for me to sit across you and host this wonderful episode that i'm sure is going to help a lot of budding entrepreneurs out there thank you for your time thanks thanks so much for having me so that was apramaya for all of you the sheer clarity of thought and passion for building was so evident my major takeaway from the episode is primarily the wonderful thoughts around dreaming big self awareness and getting out of corners as a founder you need to dream big aspire and have a larger than life vision as a founder you need to know yourself the best you need to be self aware as a founder your journey will have a lot of downfalls and obstacles and thus you need to know how to get past these corners and break through despite the odds that was it from the 25th episode of the indian silicon valley podcast every day is day 1 with apramaya radhakrishna of vocal cool and taxi for shop thank you for tuning in i hope you enjoyed the episode as much as i did always happy to chat about the episode further and understand any feedback that you may have about the podcast so feel free to drop in a text on the platform of your choice the whatsapp community is growing by the day and i'm so glad to see that happen have you subscribed to it yet with that i would like to thank you again for tuning in i will see you next week for another episode till then i hope you recall if you never try you'll never know stay tuned and keep building